So, like I said, tonight we're going to be talking about multiplying money. We've been talking about the management, financial stewardship, managing and multiplying everything that God's entrusted to us. And so the first step is to get the management in place. As we do a quick review of what we've gone over so far, we talked about the most important thing is that we're stewarding it together. We're stewarding it, stewarding it together in partnership with God. If you're married, we're doing it together with our spouse. And sometimes spouses are not always the most receptive to it. And if that's the case, you just try to include them as much as you possibly can. Make sure you're trying to include them in the bigger decisions and include them into what you're doing. Just try to be transparent with it. Because so we want to steward together. If you have businesses or ministries or partners of any kind of sort, we're going to steward those finances together. And we're going to start to keep an eye, we're going to start to track, keep an eye on our cash flow. So we want to take a look at, all right, just in a, in a given month, how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, where is that money going, and getting into agreement. You could call it a budget, whatever you want to call it. Getting into an agreement with God and your partners of how to manage that cash flow so that hopefully we have a profit left over at the end. Hopefully we have some surplus left over at the end. And then we've got a balance sheet. Balance sheet is our assets and our liabilities, the things that we own and any, any debts that we owe, and just the balance sheet of those types of things. And as we talk about investing, we're going to start to talk about how those two sheets come into play. And then we're consistently moving money. Every time we get paid, every time income comes in, ideally, I, we, I typically use 10%. 10% of it just goes straight set aside. Now, you could, if 10% is too much, you can start with 1%. You can start with a penny. The most important thing is to get the habit established that every time you get paid, immediately it gets moved. And we want to develop that structure like we talked about. We've got an operating account that all of the income and expenses come in and out of. We've got an emergency fund of some sort that you can get access to pretty quickly. And then we've got some kind of storehouse. For me personally, the storehouse is those specially designed life insurance policies. And the beauty of those policies is you can get access to your money at any time. You're going to get about 4 to 5% interest per year, and it's tax-free interest as well. And so it's got a lot of benefits to those accounts. And so the initial goals, let's manage the money well. Let's manage the money. Let's steward the money well. Let's get into agreement with God and our partners. Let's manage that money well so that hopefully we have a surplus at the end of the month. And we're going to start setting that money aside consistently. And with that money that we're setting aside, we're going to start to work on multiplying. We're going to start to work on multiplying. We're going to start to work on investing. Next week, we're also going to talk about the giving and generosity aspect of stewarding as well. But tonight, we're more focused on investment. How we're going to multiply that money. So I want you to think about that money that you're setting aside. A lot of people, the world has taught us that we want to accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and just setting this money aside. It's just sitting there doing nothing. We want to put that money to work. How can we convert that money? That money that we're storing up in the storehouse. The goal is not for it to sit in the storehouse forever. The goal is to convert that money into investments that I'm looking for two things. I want those investments to be appreciating in value. They're compounding or growing bigger and bigger and more valuable. While at the same time, they're paying me cash, they're paying me income, they're paying me streams of revenue that are coming back to me at the same time. 
And so now it's increasing my income while also increasing that balance sheet and the, and the um, assets that we have at the same time. And so I want to convert that money. I don't just want it to sit there. I want to save that money up so that I can convert it into something that's going to generate appreciation and cash flow. And if you think about this, if you generate investments that are generating enough cash flow coming in every month that are enough to pay your bills, technically you're retired. You can keep working. Now, retirement, the concept of retirement, I think the concept of retirement, you can retire from your job, but I don't think you ever retire from your purpose. we got some good works to walk in and we're going to need the cash flow to help us walk that thing out. We're going to need the appreciation and the cash flow and the multiplication of the income because just saving and saving and saving, I don't think is ever going to get us to that point. We've got to get to the point where we actually multiply because just saving, you know, banks pay like 0.01% interest or something like that today. You're not going to get there like that. We've got to get it converted into something that's generating appreciation and cash flow. We've got to multiply that money. And so some investment principles. I think one of the most important things this is a principle you see Warren Buffett follow, for example. What do you know? What do you know? Some people know real estate well. Some people know business well. Some people know stocks and financial statements very well. Some people know, I've seen people that know farming and cattle very well, and they invest into that. What do you know? What do you know well where you see opportunities to generate appreciation and cash flow? What do you know well? You want to try, ideally stick with those things that you know very well. And I like to think of this way. I like to think of investing from the inside out. So I like to start with, I think the most valuable thing we could ever invest in is to invest in God's plan for our life. Invest into his plan for our life. That's the number one investment. That's the greatest investment I think we can make. Invest into his plan for our life. It's not going to happen immediately, but over time, it's going to begin to produce and then you can invest into yourself. You could invest into yourself, investing in your skills and development, investing in developing your ability to earn more and to generate and to be more helpful for more people. Generate skills that can be helpful for other people. And then we can begin to invest into the people around you. You can invest into your spouse. You can invest into your customers or employees. You can begin to invest from the inside out. And like I said, we're looking for investments that are going to create cash flow and appreciation. Ideally, if we can get them in a way that's also tax advantage, that's great too. So some other principles. We want to be looking for opportunities. We want to be looking for opportunities. So we got to develop this mindset that we're going to be storing up this money. And the goal is to look for opportunities to convert that money into something that's going to grow over time, but also pay you along the way. And I'm looking for those opportunities, but I got to be aware of them. I got to be sensitive to them. Warren Buffett gives this example of, he calls it Mr. Market. Mr. Market. So he says, imagine, and we'll, we'll use a, we'll use Mrs. Miss Market, I guess, in this case. Imagine a Girl Scout comes to your door and she's selling cookies. And one day she comes and the cookies are 10 cents for a box. They're only 10 cents a box. Then the next day she comes and it's $200 a box. In the world of finance and investing, things get mispriced. In real estate, you see homes mispriced. It's undervalued, it's overvalued. 
In the stock market, you things you see things underpriced, overpriced. In the cryptocurrency world, you think see things underpriced, overpriced. And so you're looking for opportunities. And what causes those swings? People get arrogant and cocky and proud when their investments are going well, and so they make bad decisions that drive the prices up. When things are going down, people get fearful. And they make emotional decisions that swing the market all over the place and things get mispriced. And those are opportunities to jump in, to have opportunities of things that create appreciation and cash flow at the same time. And so we want to be looking for those opportunities. And I believe as you staying tuned in, and then you got to evaluate those opportunities. I think the best way to evaluate them, the surest way to do it, is to steward it with your partners. That same principle comes back into this as well. Talk to God about it. Before you invest in it, talk to God about it. Say, God, is this on your plan for my life? That's the number one question I like to ask. God, is this on your plan for my life? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, then we go. And investing takes faith. One of my mentors, he was, he was talking to me, you can't, you can't be fearful in investing. investing. All investing is risky, but life is risky. It takes faith to succeed. And you got to evaluate, though, how much risk is there versus how much reward. And the best investors minimize their risk. They take low risks with high possible rewards. How can I minimize my risk while also having a high probability of good return at the same time? And we've got to evaluate those opportunities. And the best way to do it is with God and your partners. If you're married, you and your spouse and God look at that opportunity together. I was just uh, talking to one of my mentors recently. He was telling me about he had an amazing investment opportunity. He thought it was a sure thing. He thought it was a home run investment. But when he showed it to his wife, his wife didn't agree. His wife didn't think he should do it. He didn't think it made any sense because he thought it was just a sure thing. But he said, I've learned enough to pay attention to her and to steward it together. And so he listened to her and he didn't invest in it. And sure enough, it all fell apart. It turns out the people were doing some shady things and the whole deal, whatever it was, fell apart. He would have lost all of his money. All by stewarding it together, he avoided that pitfall. By stewarding it together, we, we bring things into the light. Other people have experiences and just a knowing from God sometimes of things, just a gut feeling. And we need to pay attention to those things. But we want to evaluate the risk and reward. And I like to think of investing this way. We got this in the book, The Pockets of Prosperity. We want to store up, we want to release it, and we want to follow through. So we want to let those funds build up a little bit. Be seeking God, be looking for opportunities, but let it be building. And then when the time is right and you see the opportunity, you want to invest into something that can truly make a difference. And I like to think of it this way, two different scoreboards in life. In the world, the scoreboard is basically how much money you make. How successful you are is all about how much money you're making. In God's kingdom, our scoreboard for life is, are we making other people great? And so if we're going to change the scoreboard in our life with investing, how can I invest in a way that's going to be a blessing to other people? Maybe you're investing into someone's vision or dream. Maybe you're investing into something that can be a blessing for people through a business. Maybe you're providing housing for people through real estate. How can you invest into something that's going to be a blessing to people? That's going to make other people great. 
And so thinking about some of these principles as we think about investing. So I want to keep it very simple on the investing. Start setting that money aside. Ideally, we get to at least 10%. Start setting that money aside. Let it store up, build up. I like to think first, let's get some emergency funds built up. Once you're past that point where you and your spouse or God or whatever partners you have, you're in agreement. All right, our emergency funds are good. Now, let's start taking that extra above that. Start looking for opportunities. How can I invest into something? How can I convert that stored up money into something that's going to appreciate over time and pay me as we go? And you're going to start to generate these streams of income coming to you. And you're going to have these passive streams of income that begin to replace the earned income that you work for. And it's going to begin to hopefully set you free to free you up to focus on your purpose even more. But I'm going to open it up and we can discuss it a little bit.